From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as we celebrate not only Mother's Day, but kind of Mother's Week yes. here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. And uh, what a what a joy it is to welcome guests into our uh, studio, our, our living room, really, here at Advancing mm-hmm. Vibrant Communities. We'll be uh, introducing you to them uh, very shortly. And, uh, you know, Elaine, I was just thinking, uh, one of the finest Mother's Day messages I've ever heard was delivered by Dr. Neil Clark Warren in Pasadena at Lake Avenue Church uh, many, many years ago. And uh, he unwrapped uh, John 2, where uh, Jesus uh, performs his first miracle, mm. you know, at, at the wedding in, in Cana. And uh, his uh, he, he, he wrapped the whole sermon around the interaction between Jesus and his mother mm-hmm. at uh, at the wedding, and, and I won't steal that thunder, but we're going to have to... Now, the problem with that is it's on tape. You know, I mean, all our archives now are digital, right. and that's right. on a piece of tape, you know, somewhere, but we'll find that. We'll pull that out and run it on one of our best we'll because it that. really... And, of course, uh, you may know Dr. Neil Clark Warren from the... Uh, eHarmony.com fame, but uh, Neil uh, is actually a great friend of of this ministry and uh, a wonderful therapist in Pasadena, great heart for families and uh, for the hurting. Anyway, we'll we'll pull that out one of these days. But tonight, special guests, and we'll be talking to them shortly. Right now, though, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks. On February 22nd, Laotian authorities drove six trucks into Baisai Jenren village and hauled away eight Christian families. In a nearby village, seven more families were arrested. The following day, nine Hmong church leaders were sentenced to 15 years in prison for, quote, conducting Christian ministry and meetings that had grown beyond acceptable levels for communist officials. Those nine leaders had been arrested months earlier in a police raid that left 12 innocent Christians dead. In the face of this persecution, the Voice of the Martyrs salutes these men and women for being so bold with their ministry that the communist officials are forced to respond. For the latest news, go online to persecution.com. You know, it's just a great reminder, friends, of the blessings that God has given us in this country. Mm, and, yes. you know, we, we do have things we complain about and should complain about. But, uh, you know, we're also blessed with the freedom where we can worry about people not coming to a meeting. And there they worry sometimes about people coming to the meeting. 
And uh, again, what a, what a blessing uh, we, we have in this country and our thoughts and prayers uh, with those around the world who are persecuted every day uh, for the name of Christ. Well, talking about things that we should complain about, here's Brad Dacus following up on a recent case. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. After a stunning ruling in late February, which essentially declared homeschooling unlawful in California, the Second District Court of Appeal decided, amazingly, to rehear the case. Well, Pacific Justice Institute represents the Christian school in this case. In the opening brief filed on April 28th, Pacific Justice Institute explained that current law in California is consistent with home education and independent study programs. The brief also invokes fundamental constitutional rights which recognize parents' role in the upbringing of their children. Perhaps public outcry, political pressure, and prayer work after all. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Just a reminder, friends, uh, great work that the Pacific Justice Institute does, and, and they do it pro bono. There is no expense to those churches and those ministries that the Pacific Justice represents. You can call them toll-free toll at one 305 9129 That's one 305 9129 And, again, their excellent website, www.pacificjustice.org. What a great time here in the studio this week as we celebrate Mother's Day all week long here. We have a, a great time. We have a great guest for you. We'll be introducing Bonnie House to you, but we have a studio full of guests as we celebrate uh, Mother's Day, and we're excited about that. But first, let's take a look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, a chance for you to do some volunteering because that's why we are here the American Cancer Society Relay for Life. You're going to be hearing a lot about this coming up uh, because it's going to be taking place for a while. The fun-filled overnight relay event that mobilizes communities across our great nation to celebrate survivorship, uh, to remember those who lost their lives to cancer, and also to raise money for the fight against cancer. Now, the 24-hour relay event will be celebrated on May 17th and 18th in series in Patterson and on May 31st and June 1st in Riverbank, on June 7th and 8th in Lodi and Stockton, and on June 21st and 22nd in Modesto and Turlock. Volunteers, listen up, are needed on the first day of each relay, a relay to register walkers and teams and to assist in the sales and to set up of luminaries uh, for the evening ceremony. You know, that that is just a terrific Isn't event. It wonderful? It uh, is. Oakdale had its uh, uh, relay two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And these ki- just kids all over the place there for 24 hours straight. That's right. How do they do that? Well, you know, it, what's interesting is the high schoolers eventually wind up sleeping, but the junior <laughs> hires are up all 24 hours going all straight that sugar there, and coke, yeah, right? doing silly string at each other. But also <laughs> uh, the business of uh, of walking, you know, for uh, donations and uh, what a wonderful way it's to uh, to increase mm-hmm. research for cancer and also honor those uh, survivors as well as uh, those who have died due to cancer. We in- encourage you That's to participate right. in you that. You bet. March of Dimes, because we love babies, don't we? And we have a baby with us in the studio tonight, and we just uh, we love that. Special. Very special one, Mr. Al is right. Related to you. Related to me. It's my great Big smile. When, when Benjamin smiles, it's like, you know, the whole room smiles. I mean, it's a huge, <laughs> big smile. And we have... Right a, now he's chewing on his 
teething thing. There. <laughs> Don't get your finger in there when he does it. I know that from experience. It's bad news. We have a, Were you trying to do something? I, go well, I was just that? going to say yeah. Suzanne is here as well, and Suzanne is expecting a baby and another grandbaby uh, of mine to be, and it's going to be a granddaughter. And so we are excited. I'm especially uh, you got the scorecard out. I now. do. And awesome. come on in, That's Suzanne. Wonderful. We have a comfortable chair for you over the way uh, over there. And uh, just excited. I'll try to get through this and try to. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bless her heart. Uh, March of uh, Dimes, a march for babies, formerly Walk America. Uh, is a national effort to raise dollar, dollars to support the March of Dimes mission uh, of preventing birth defects and infant mortality through research, education, uh, community services, and advocacy. Approximately 1,000 individuals and business teams are expected to participate uh, in these fundraising events that will take place in the Central Valley. This is happening on Saturday, May 10th. That's coming up at Dr. Powers Park in Tracy, and again on Saturday, May 17th at Weber Point Event uh, Center, and that's in Stockton. Volunteers are needed at all events to help out with setup, cleanup, registration, and to act as human sign guides uh, and to serve refreshments. Flexible shifts are available between 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. Now, 6 a.m. might be a tad bit early for That's thoroughly disgusting, uh, early 6 in the morning. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I'm going to bed. <laughs> What's with that? I don't know. <laughs> there are two 6 uh, Six o'clock times. And really? Like, well, right. and known to some people. But anyway, the Center for Human Services, uh, if you're interested in the legal system, this is really cool and kind of different. You can be a part of the youth court in Modesto, Oakdale, and its newest location to start in July in series. Now, youth volunteers ages 13 to 17 are needed to serve as defense and prosecution attorneys, jury members, bailiffs, and court clerks. That's right. Adult volunteers who are knowledgeable of the law serve as mentors to assist volunteer attorneys with trial preparation and as judges to preside over the court. Now, the court sessions are held during the evening on the fourth Tuesday of each month in Oakdale and bi-monthly on Wednesdays in Modesto. The site and date will be announced uh, in July for the series location. The youth court process offers first-time juvenile defendants who have admitted responsibility for their offense an opportunity to have their case heard by a jury of their peers with an adult volunteer judge experience in their juvenile law presiding. Isn't that interesting? Now, of course, the family court system uh, needing volunteers, and we can uh, connect you with that, too. But this is just an interesting thing for them to accept responsibility and then, you know, take part in this. You know, it's a great alternative. It's been tried elsewhere, uh, by the way, in California. It was a great degree of success. And any time that uh, we can find alternatives to just locking people up and and seeing them go through the revolving door in and out, uh, the better. So if you have any questions uh, about any of this, we invite you to call Barbara Borba. She's reachable at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or you can always uh, give us a call here at uh, 544-9571, and that's 209 area code, and we'd be glad to... uh, talk to you. Well, we are celebrating uh, Mother's Day this week on Lighthouse Live, and our studio is filled uh, with moms, uh, new mothers, mommies-to-be, 
grandmothers, expectant uh, grandparents, and, and so we uh, are excited. Now, did we uh, mention... You know, by the time I become a grandparent, I'll be on oxygen, you know. Well, <laughs> maybe worse. <laughs> well, we'll just uh, leave. By the time my kids graduate, you know. Leave that. <laughs> that, that, or maybe I was going to say, <laughs> I won't say what you don't need to amplify that. <laughs> but did we say a few surprises uh, as well? Some of you may know that Pastor Mike's mom and sister live in Southern California. And Isn't she the original little old lady? Uh, oh, you know, maybe so, Mr. Al. Maybe so. You're going to be in trouble. And, and, but uh, even though they couldn't be uh, in studio with us, Technology is such that Pastor Mike's mom uh, was able to enlighten us. Oh, uh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> she, she was able to enlighten us about a few things, uh, and she's going to. Can I make, can I? No, no, you're going, you're, you're Can gonna, I take the fifth before? You can take the fifth before. It sounds but awfully dangerous it, to me. And, and, you know, indeed. I'll deny it, it all. Deny it all, but uh, she was able to enlighten us. And, and Kaki, uh, what, what about that? That baseball weight was thrown oh, where? Apparently he was out playing with the ball and to the ball to the, the door. And so when Dick got home, he, Michael hesitantly took him out and showed him where the hole was. And Dick made no comment. He just picked up a ball and threw it through the garage door, too. And then they both stayed out there and kept throwing the ball through the garage door for quite a while. <laughs> So he didn't get into a whole lot of trouble over that, did he? No, no. In fact, and then, oh, about maybe four years ago, right before his friend John died, Michael came down to visit him, or maybe right after. And anyway, he he had borrowed my car, and when he came home from John's, he kind of looked at me and he said, Mom, I drove into John's curb with your car, and, and I'll pay for the damages. And I looked at him and I said, Michael... Remember when you were learning to drive and and you went down the steep driveway and you turned too quickly when you went around the corner of the house and you ran the whole side of my car into the house? I said, well, I didn't say anything then and I'm not going to say anything now. <laughs> so learning to drive was an experience. Yes, well, just that little bit. He's always been a good driver. When he got his first driver's license at age 16, we had given him a, a really old, beat-up Toyota for his Christmas present right uh-huh. before he turned 16, and um, he had practiced driving it up and down the driveway with great success, just not my car. And <laughs> so he immediately said he had to pick up all the guys from the pet band the day after he got his driver's license, which was on his 16th birthday. Uh-huh. And I told Dick, I said, Dick, this kid has never driven by himself before. I said, he's going to pick up all those boys in the pit van and that little Toyota. You, we have to do something. So Dick called up every one of their parents and explained that Michael was just had just gotten his driver's license, uh-huh. that, that he had never driven around with kids in the car before. And to a, to a woman, they all said, that's okay, it's Michael. They'll be, they'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And they never had an accident. Of course, sometimes the car wouldn't run, but but they never he never had an accident with the kids in the car. Well, that's good. And they were all big boys with all their instruments in this little tiny car. Too funny. And Michael's always been musical. Yes. Yeah, musically inclined. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
He uh, he didn't do well with piano lessons. He took piano lessons from the same teacher I did. But see, as Michael points out, I have no sense of rhythm and no tune in my head, so I couldn't do well. But he just didn't take to it, and I thought I had to take piano lessons for seven years, and I hated every minute. So I realized he didn't want to do it, and I said, if you want to quit, you can. So he did. And then later on, he realized Dick knew how to play trumpet, and so he wanted to try trumpet. And I said, okay, we'll get you a trumpet. We'll rent it first, and you can take trumpet lessons as long as you want to, as long as you want to practice. But if you want to quit, you can quit. And so he just started in at age eight and played trumpet. And the rest is history. And then eventually he had to shift to French horn. He does it very well. Yeah, yeah he was just uh, he did better than Dick did, <laughs> even. It just it just a natural for him. Well, Kathy, yeah. there's a whole room full of people here today at Lighthouse Live as we celebrate Mother's Day, and we're honoring Mother's Day today, and, and Lori and Heather and Josh and all of us here today, we just want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day today, and of course, Michael, and there's a, there's a verse in Proverbs 31, verse 29, that says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all, and uh, we just want to dedicate that verse today to you and wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Thank you for joining us this well, evening. Thank you very much, Elaine. Yeah. Hello to Josh and Heather. <laughs> we love you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, can I explain something? I'll uh, try to. I mean, you know. no, actually, you know, the Bible tells us that a man, a man reaps what he sows. <laughs> that you know, was... The story about throwing the baseball uh-huh. through the garage door. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I came home two weeks ago and uh, walked in the door, and, and my son Joshua, who's 11, walks up to me, and I knew the look because I'd been there, you know, 40-some-odd years before, and he looks up at me and he says, Dad, mm-hmm, I threw the ball through the garage window. <laughs> and I looked at him, and he's got these big eyes like he's waiting for something to happen, and then that little guy says, Dad? You remember that story you told me about you throwing the ball through the door? I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, it all comes back, doesn't it? But, you know, what was neat was, and, and this is so important for us, for dads and moms and, and parents, you know, we, we see what's modeled, mm-hmm. and and we respond. You know, and my dad picked up the ball and threw the ball and made more holes in the door, which <laughs> mom thought was a little weird and stopped that activity quite quickly. But, you know, I remember the way he handled that, and I handled it that way with Josh. And Josh will probably have a little boy someday. He'll mm-hmm. throw a you know, ball through a window, and, and he, I hope he'll respond uh, as, in the same way. That was great. And, you know, and I'll deny everything about the car. <laughs> You you took the fifth on that. It's funny because my son Jason is here with us in the studio, uh, Lighthouse Live today too, and he's 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 smiling because he remembers several windows that were broken as he. Out boy, Jason. <laughs> as he grew up. Grew All right. Up, he, and that was. Uh, we we'll got a he'll, club going he'll, here. He'll he'll share about that. Well, have twelve step for balls through windows. <laughs> How about there that? You go. Recovery. But, you know, uh, your your mom and and we were talking about your sister Cassie and mm. and you know I know. Mike, you, uh, tw- Cassie is 12 years your junior, and you had a lot to do in, in raising Cassie. And uh, your mom had shared that 
Cassie, uh, even though Cassie is single, she actually mothered so many people Mm -hmm. through her years, uh, so many children from babyhood, clear on through college and uh, even on into marriage. So we just want to take this moment to to wish Cassie uh, a very special Happy Mother's Day as well, along with your mom. And also want to uh, let Cassie know that she's in our thoughts and prayers because she just had a uh, quite a, a significant accident uh, here recently, and she's uh, recovering after falling off of a horse. Yeah, I, I dinged cars, and oh, she falls off of oh, horses. Bless her heart. So we want to. Uh, yeah, thank you for your yes, prayers. Absolutely. She's recovering. Absolutely. So, Cassie, we love you and uh, continue to pray for you. Well, you know, another uh, Southern California connection uh, is with us, uh, with one of our guests tonight, uh, who happens to be. Uh, one of our uh, ABC volunteers. And so we want to welcome uh, with us Bonnie House. Uh, And Bonnie, we want to wish you uh, a very happy Mother's Day as well. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, and thank you uh, for being with us tonight and taking the time to share with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. Mm. And uh, thank you for all you do uh, in serving uh, for ABC. Bonnie is out there driving people not not driving people crazy like some of us do. <laughs> Bonnie actually drives people to medical appointments and very much needed dialysis, kidney dialysis treatments uh, much of the time. And so thank you for your servant's heart. We just really appreciate all that you do. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's about those relationships that are formed and much because a lot of times this saves people's uh, lives. It, it really does, and it's a very much needed service uh, in our area. It seems like we get calls daily uh, for that kind of service. So we just uh, thank you. And uh, Bonnie, uh, as you shared with us, uh, your um, lots of things about your life and your past. You have incredible <laughs> needs yourself. And uh, you want to just uh, maybe share about your daughter who is uh, in Southern California now, maybe kind of rewind the tape, so to speak, and talk a little bit about Stephanie, your daughter, and a little bit about your motherhood, if, if you would just uh, share a little bit about that story with us. Well, I've been a mother for a long time. I've raised two generations of children, my own plus two of my granddaughters. and uh, But my youngest daughter... She has had some very bad luck. She was shot three years ago, and then uh, it just caused a spiral downward. The people who were responsible did not get what they the justice that they should have gotten, and uh, that that really was devastating to her and to the rest of the family. And so uh, last November, she had an accident which caused her to be oxygen deprived. And she's currently in a subacute hospital in Goleta, California, which is about 12 miles this side of Santa Barbara. And she's in a coma, a third-stage coma. And they tell us that uh, she will be that way for a long time. We are getting answer to prayer, so she's she's doing different. She's doing things they said she'd never do, and we owe that to God and answer answer to prayers. And we covet people's prayers that she will one day come back to us normal. Amen to that. Wow. Uh, you know, this really touches my heart because uh, when you showed the pictures, and I know our, our friends listening at home and 
around the globe, actually. Did we mention our listeners around the International. Globe? In oh. fact, we have another city in Europe somewhere okay. that wow. logged in last week. I can't even pronounce the name, but we're well, happy to have you with us. You know, we have a, our, our guest here tonight. This is a picture of, of Stephanie. Uh, I'll hold up the picture. And, you know, sorry about our listeners who can't see the picture, but uh, Stephanie's... Uh, Hooked up to, uh, is it life support? I don't know. Bonnie, yeah, she's on. Oh. She's on a ventilator, and she's th- fed through a stomach tube, and they're, now they are taking her off the ventilator for an hour twice a day, which is something they never expected to be able to do. And when they do this, her saturation levels go up, and her heart rate goes down because it's very high being on the ventilator. Mm-hmm. What really touched my heart uh, is when you shared what was happening with your daughter, because when I called you to ask you if you could give people rides to their appointments, you were en route to Southern California to visit Stephanie, and all the while, your spirit remained high, and you were willing to do this, and unbeknownst to me, you 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 were driving (laughs) down south to visit Stephanie, and, you know, it just amazes me, and I thought, you know... I have really nothing to complain about, you know, and most of us do not. You know, we go about our busy days and our busy little lives and, you know, our children and our grandchildren are all healthy and, you know, we have our jobs and our homes, we have roofs over our heads and, you know, basically, you know, we have a headache or, you know, we stub our toe or hangnail or whatever and and we complain. (laughs) But here you are. You're out serving, you know, and you've got this to contend with. And then recently, weren't you diagnosed with with an illness of your own, personally, yourself? Well, I have a bad sciatic nerve, and I have high blood pressure. And I had Bell's, I got Bell's palsy from, they said, the doctor said from too much stress. But that's been, there's been an answer to prayer there, too, because the doctor said it would take three months to a year for my face to return to normal, and it's returned to normal in about six weeks. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. You know, Bonnie, throughout recorded history, uh, when there were plagues, when there were disasters, it is the Christian community that has sacrificed to serve and uh, documented throughout history, even by non-believers. And let's just talk a little bit, Bonnie, about what God says to you and, and what prompts you to serve others when you've got all of this stuff you know, coming down around you with your daughter and, and uh, your own diagnoses. What is it, Bonnie, that God does in your heart that says to you, you know what, I, I still have enough to go out and, and love my neighbor as myself? Well, I feel that there's people much worse off than I am, mm-hmm. and uh, we're here to help one another. And uh, I go by that verse that says, when Jesus says, whatever you do for someone else, you're doing it for me. Amen. And that's a, that's a verse I pretty much try to follow. Amen. And when um, when you mentioned about calling me, well, actually you called me twice when I was en route. The first time was when she was tra- being transported mm, that's right. to, yes, to yes. Santa Barbara. And then another time was when I was en route to go visit her. And I stay down there about 10 days to two weeks each month. And then my, my granddaughter slash daughter, that takes care of my responsibilities here for the rides. What would you say, Bonnie, to those who may be thinking about volunteering or you know, other mothers out there who may be going through something really tough in their lives right now? 
to just maybe be an, an, an encouragement to them? What, what would you say to them? Well, prayer helps a lot. Mm. And uh, if, you're, if you feel like you're stuck at home, this is a good way to get away from home for a while each day or a couple times a week and take someone else someplace. And you're there with them, you have company, and you're out of the house. One of the biggest things that we hear from our volunteers, and I've heard it from you, you've said it before as well, when you're helping someone else, what you get back mm-hmm. is so much more. Yeah, it me? feels good to help someone else. Mm. It really does. Now, not only does Bonnie drive <laughs> people, but let's talk a little bit about what you drive them what in. You drive. There's a muscle car out there, Bonnie. What is that out there? Well, I I drive them in. I own a 2002 Z28 Camaro. <laughs> the last year they made them. <laughs> but for everyone's information, they're coming out again in in this summer. So. And and LS1 motor in it. LS1 motor. Uh, motor yeah, it's got a small Corvette engine in it. And and <laughs> and this is what I I find very interesting as an ex police officer. It's painted. Bright red. Oh boy, trouble. I mean, you know, Asking so. for it. with a red with a black top. It's a convertible. Yeah, it's a beautiful and, looking. Car. And I also drive my daughter's car, Stephanie's car, and she has a Trans Am that has a six speed transmission in it. <laughs> it's the same color as my Z twenty eight. Awesome. <laughs> you know, and what what else is cool is that you pick up your your people that mm-hmm. you serve and and you drive them around in this, and, mm-hmm. and that's got to be a lot of fun because they love it as well. And mm-hmm. I know the relationships, uh, Bonnie, that are formed as you drive these people to their medical appointments and their dialysis treatments is just something that is very very special. Well, thank you. I hear lots of stories. Like I said, there's a lot of people out there worse off than I am, and some of their stories makes makes mine sound good. You mentioned prayer, and I'll tell you what, and, and, and Al knows this. He's our prayer intercessor here on Lighthouse Live. We know that, that prayer... Uh, you know, is just a, a crucial <laughs> part of just, uh, you know, this ministry. Um, you know, Al was on his knees in this ministry, and we have a, a group of, of people that pray uh, for this ministry, um, well, pray without ceasing, and, and we mm-hmm. feel that that's, that takes place. And, uh, you know, as we look around uh, the front room tonight of the Lighthouse Live studio and probably some of the homes around the globe listening in, I wonder how many are impacted Uh, in some way by a mom or dad who prays. You know, Chris Rice sang a song called Mama Prayed. Uh, And here it is uh, as we celebrate uh, Mother's Day on Lighthouse Live. And we'll be back right after. brothers and me make me marvel at the way the years went by here we are how'd we ever get this far i wonder how and i wonder why and i recall what these boys often saw 
angels guarded through the harder days. Cause mama prayed, daddy prayed. You know, there is so much to that song, Elaine, and and the the truth is, you know, we talk about how we measure success in ministry Mm -hmm. today, and and as you know, one of my pet peeves is that, you know, we've we've used numbers in, in in a very abusive way, I think, in measuring the effect of ministry. Because there, there are in our country, especially and and uh, especially in in some of the areas that where we deal with, uh, you know, people who are hurting, uh, there are moms and there are grandmas who pray for decades for sons and daughters, and you know the results you don't see. Sometimes they never see the next year, and sometimes they don't see the results. But you know, God honors those decades on their knees and that. Praying without ceasing, that consistency in prayer is, is so important. And I would imagine there are a lot of us, especially boys running around, that <laughs> had our moms and grandmas not been on their knees, we probably would have done a lot more bonehead things than we did. But, you know, that uh, that is such a, a blessing, and, and we salute all moms 
and grandmas and great-grandmas who stay on their knees for their children and great-grandchildren. And dads, too. We're Amen celebrating Mother's Day this, this week uh, throughout and, and uh, just celebrating parenthood because, you know, it takes two. <laughs> and, uh, you know, celebrating uh, mothers and uh, grandparents and expectant mothers, stepmothers, uh, mothers who uh, adopt we have a lot of mothers who adopt single mothers. What an incredible uh, job that they have. Uh, we know single moms who are, are raising uh, children uh, at all ages. And that, uh, can you imagine being a single mom? I mean, I've been there. Uh, we have lots of people that we know, uh, volunteers who are single moms, who would just have incredible uh, jobs ahead of them who just, you know, who work. And, and raise. I mean, you can imagine. You and Lori uh, share a lot of the. I mean, it is just. Uh, can you, you know, imagine I, doing it by yourself, Mike? I, 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 no, I can't. And you know, I, I we salute uh, the single moms and yes. single dads who are out there and the sacrifices they make uh, and the tremendous effort that they have to put out to raise children. Uh, alone, and then go through the logistics of visitations and all those things, and oh, have to. Unreal. It, it's a, it's a, it's a tough. And then job. what about the parents who are raising twins, and what about triplets? Oh my goodness! You know, somebody when when Lori was first pregnant with Heather, somebody had the audacity to say. I hope they're twins. I said, what do you say? <laughs> well, what, do, is it possible? I mean, does it run in the family? I mean, well, there is some on Lori's side, oh, you see, oh. and and there are actually people praying for that, but God is a good God. He's, uh, <laughs> he's merciful to me and, and to Lori. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, we have parents like Mary is with us, and Mary, I, I, I want you to share, because Mary and Randy have a son who is serving in the military, and to have a son or a daughter or any family member right now serving uh, in a war, can you, I mean, and we have many, many people, and all of us maybe know, but Mary, uh, Mary's one of our precious volunteers also. Thank you, and, and just, just thank you. And I know, I mean, share with us uh, what that is like. I mean, we've talked one-on-one -on -one and praying for your son right now as he's over there. Well, his name is Eric, and this is his second tour 18 months this time. He's got five months left. Al's telling you to get real close yeah. to your, your he, mic there. He's got five months left, and uh, we pray for him constantly. And, and this last time when he went over, he said, uh, I'm going to cry. He's okay. Said, I've got That's issue right. tissues right here. <laughs> he said, God's got my back. Mm. Mm. Now, he's stationed near Heidelberg in Germany. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, been there for several years, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, is and, and 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 what he does is what's uh, absolutely amazing. Crew chief on a Blackhawk. Yes. You know when you find out about these incidents later, what what goes through your mind and your heart when you when your son calls up and says, "Hey, we just ran a mission," or "We just got you know an, another bullet hole in the in the." wing what what goes through I your mind tell him um don't tell me these things tell your father <laughs> it's kind of a guy thing i think but uh that uh that has happened to him that uh, they were fired on and his aircraft has had a few holes in it and, mm. but um he knows that he has a job to do and they're there to do it Still hard for you, though. It's hard. I think, you know, it's hard for us as parents and step-parents, but 
I don't know how his wife and two children. Mm. I mean, I know how they can do it because they have God. But uh, the little ones, they, you know, daddy's gone. Where's daddy? I miss daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric talks about uh, God having his back. And uh, Al, you understand that. Uh, having uh, been in Vietnam and, and those of us who've been in law enforcement understand having someone's back. And, you know, there's nothing like God being there, but God has your back, too. And That's right. uh, That's what, right. Can you imagine what it would be like uh, going through that uh, w- without the Lord in your life? What, uh, I can't. I cannot imagine. It would. I don't think I could. Mm. I would probably crawl and bed and just stay there and wait for him to come home. Chris Rice just talked about Mama Praise. Yes. I mm-hmm. a lot of praying. Right? Oh, a lot of praying every yeah. night. Amen. And you know, crawling in bed and staying at home is not what you do, Mary. You're out of that bed, you know, each and every day. And, and you're out there, you're serving. You're, you know, not only are you praying for Eric, but you are actively serving your community. Um, you know, you're, you're giving it all you've got. You're, you're helping people. You're involved with, with others. And it's just, it's, uh, it's a blessing to see what you're doing, you and Randy both, with your lives. It helps knowing that there are other people out there that need help and have great needs. And that um, some of them can't get out of bed. That's right. And I always say, if I can get out of bed, I'm blessed. You were talking about that prayer theme, Bonnie. Uh, just thinking about your daughter, I, you know, you, you must have worn carpet out at your house, uh, you know, praying and and t- tell us a little bit. And Mary, I'd be interested in your reaction to what do you say to God under these circumstances? Sometimes are, are there words to kind of express a mother's heart under those circumstances? Well, he's probably getting tired of hearing the same prayer. Mm. I, I mean. Um, <laughs> I'm with the hell on that. At the, at, at the beginning, it was, you know, keep her alive. Yeah. And because uh, she was gone for about 15 minutes. Mm. And there's about three of us that did CPR on her, did for, took turns. Wow. And then uh, when the ambulance finally got there, they got her heart going again with a defibrillator. Mm-hmm. And they didn't bother to tell us that she was no longer with us when they took her out but I uh, found out later. And then at the hospital, six days later, the neurologist wanted us to pull a plug. And I told her, I said, we're not doing that one. I mean, what right would we have to do that after God had brought her back after 15 minutes? If he hadn't wanted her to be alive, he wouldn't have brought her back, let her come back. That's how I feel about it. And I just feel that we don't have that right to do that. And I just ask that right now she has a bad bed sore, and I explicitly pray for that, and I pray for her brain to be healed. Amen. Amen. And then, of course, her body. Well, Mary, if, if, and, and, and again, you know, we don't want to intrude where we don't need to go, but what are some of the things that you talk to God about uh, regarding your son? It's mostly to keep him safe and to keep him focused on his aircraft and keep it tip-top shape. The Mm -hmm. sand over there is like baby powder, and it gets into Mm -hmm. everything, and they have to be extremely careful. 
And I, I pray just for safety. Yeah. That's all, you know, keep his crew safe and <clears throat> his pilot safe and bring him home. Now, what are some of his responsibilities as a, I mean, a Black Hawk is, uh, is a pretty amazing machine. What are some of his uh, duties on, on that? Maintenance. Mm. Uh, all the maintenance um, to make sure the rotors are working and. That's important. Whatever wow. else is in the aircraft, I'm. <laughs> I don't know, you know. But like I said, with the the sand over there and and the heat, it's um, it's a hard job. A lot of lot of things can go wrong. A lot of responsibility. You know that support team is just critical mm-hmm. to get the is. ship up in the air. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, take 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 just the the danger of the enemy away. It's just the environment itself is something that's uh, a pretty heady challenge as it, well. Uh, they have a lot of dehydration problems, mm-hmm. um, from what I'm told. We send um, fluids uh, over there, and they have water, but uh, sometimes it doesn't get there like it's supposed to, and it's all dried up, whatever. Like I sent him some cans of fruit the last time he was deployed, and by the time he received it, it was dried up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just uh, to keep them hydrated and um, to make sure they eat because the heat over there, they don't feel like eating. Sure. Yeah, it's intense. So it's uh, it's mostly hydration and make sure you eat right and send those power bars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> power yeah. drinks. <laughs> just thinking, Mary, about those moms uh, this week. Uh, Sunday coming up, celebrating uh, Mother's Day, who have sons and perhaps husbands uh, overseas, um, fathers uh, who are there and, and, and uncles and brothers and what have you, uh, celebrating Mother's Day and, and the prayers, you know, for them. Um, how might we think of them and, and pray for them uh, as they celebrate Mother's Day this this coming week? What would you be your thoughts on that as you... Think about those people uh, in your prayers. How would you encourage the body of Christ to think about those? Because as we think about praying for our troops, you know, they're just uh, sometimes we, I don't know, do we forget, you know, to hold them in our prayers or do we think about them often enough and thank them, uh, you know, number one, for uh, the freedom that we have in this country and because of their sacrifice and what they're doing over there, you know, we are free to do this program. We are free to pray. Um, we're free to come and go as we please here, uh, you know, and go about our daily lives. What what, what are your thoughts on that? I just I would ask everyone just to um, always remember our men and women in the service and mm. And keep them in our prayers and our thoughts and, and know why they're there. And if it weren't for them, like Elaine said, we wouldn't be able to do radio ministry or any other kind of ministry. We would uh, we would not have that uh, freedom. You know, I was thinking as we're all sharing here and uh, joining us as well is uh, Jim Duvall. And Jim, we're glad that you and Patty and and Suzanne and Jason and all, all everybody that's here today just uh, in joining us for Lighthouse Live and celebrating mothers around the world. I think about those of us who are here today 
who uh, no longer have our mothers with us. Some of them are already in glory, and some of them uh, have uh, passed on. Uh, just what are your thoughts uh, about that? Jim, I don't know if you, you know, we haven't talked much about that thus far, but I miss my mom. Do you miss yours? Oh, I think yeah. everybody misses their mother. Yeah. Uh, I've lost mine, uh, I guess, it's been 27 years ago. And uh, uh, I think about her every day. Yeah. Mm. And, and uh, certainly when Mother's Day rolls around, uh, you think about your mother, think about your grandmother, yeah. those who had an influence mm-hmm. in your life. You know, those people really did influence. I, you know, I, I know my mom uh, accepted the Lord uh, Jesus Christ along toward the end of her life. And, uh, but I know that uh, she did pray uh, at that time of her life. And uh, I remember some uh, great things about my mom, some very good memories uh, about my mom. And I'm sure that all of us who miss our moms uh, do as well. Let's talk a little bit about lessons learned from mom. Uh, Jim, maybe uh, you can, uh, from let's start with the guys here and, and uh, just get a, a thought or two. What, what are one or two things that you learned from your mom that have uh, uh, lasted you throughout your life and that you think have had a significant impact upon you? Well, uh, my mother was the one that taught me to put the toilet seat down. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> your mom actually taught you that, Jim? Yes. Oh, God. I'm glad to know that. And close the bathroom door when you're done. Uh, I, no, amen, right. brother. That's a great one. That's, that's a survival a skill, Jim. That's I love a- that. Patty's going, oh, my goodness. Your mom taught you to put the toilet seat. Patty's going, oh, that's great. That's great. That is a good lesson and one that our wives appreciate. Absolutely. Amen. You know, we do. All the ladies in here are nodding their head. Yes, that's and, uh, a good yeah, thing. That's, a, that's yes, an important that's a, thing. That's an, a very important I learned that early on, too. That's a good Jim, thing that your mom that, uh, That's a good and thing. Mr. Al, are you, you know, are you, are you thinking of anything that your mom taught you? Yeah, wait until my father gets home. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> wait until your father gets home. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been through that a little bit. Elaine, what about you? Any lessons learned from your mom? Well, you know, probably everyone in this room knows that I'm a little bit, shall we say, directionally challenged. Oh, boy. And so my mother was about the same way. We, we got lost a lot together. When so this we is generational. The, it's generational. <laughs> now, Vestine's yes, been worried over here. No, she, she didn't inherit she didn't that get part. She skipped no, over that generation. She and Jason are very, very, very much better than I am. But, but she did teach me to ask for directions. So... That's well, that's thing. good because that's good. real men don't ask for directions. Well, we're not real men, first right? of all. I mean, <laughs> I mean and, what's with that? <laughs> I don't know. I am not lost. <laughs> you know, we do ask for directions, and that's a good thing. So That is. But us, both of us in a car together somewhere, especially on a foggy day, <laughs> not good. <laughs> so. v- I want to uh, Vestine, do you have – now – I don't want to embarrass you or put you on the spot, but since your mom's here, what any significant less life lessons that you've learned from our producer, co-host, Angel of Mercy here at uh, Advancing Vibrant Communities? What uh, maybe one or two things, life lessons that you appreciate that uh, that Elaine has has passed on to you? 
And here comes Benjamin, too. Probably not going to say a whole lot, Benjamin. (laughs) No, he won't talk um, unless he says mama or screams. (laughs) Um, The only thing I can think of is probably something that uh, all your listeners are very familiar and aware of is that um, I learned from my mom the ability to laugh at myself, (laughs) which is a very Mm. important uh, value to have in life and Mm. ability to have in life, I think. (laughs) part of that god humbling experience so we got to have to have a sense of humor and uh yeah amen to that now do we have any other thoughts on uh oh you're with her okay all right my brother agrees with me all right so now so the getting lost genes did not get passed to you guys <laughs> Although when we traveled a long distance, I have to say that these two at least can read a map. So that was a good thing. Amen. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. Well, you know, my mom who who told these stories on me earlier. <laughs> she did a very good she job. She did a wonderful too, job. Was my first Sunday school teacher. And I think, uh, you know, I was born, uh, thankfully, into a, a godly family, a Christ-centered uh, home and uh, as my first Sunday school teacher uh, she also um, modeled for me and and introduced me to the Lord mm. and reflected oh, Christ great. and uh, and so what what a great heritage mm-hmm. you know that is that, that we can pass along to uh, to our children absolutely that, uh, that Christ focus Amen. absolutely it is uh, Vestine well, has another comment well, I just want to add too that you know um, um, that my mom also passed on a heritage to me a spiritual heritage in mm. that she prays for me and she prays for my brother and his wife and, and her family mm. daily and so she's on her knees daily for us and that's that's quite a, a role model Amen. for me because the to see the consistency and the perseverance in prayer because I don't come by you know that easy so mm. it's just good to see and good to know that she's praying for us Amen on a constant that. basis yeah. awesome wow it's so good to have everybody here today. And, and Jim and Patty, it's great to have you here. We are getting ready to share a granddaughter, and that is a blessing from God indeed. And Jason and Suzanne, they're first. And Jim and Patty uh, have one uh, child. And that's another uh, added plus that we didn't mention, people who raise uh, one child. And that's, uh, you know, as opposed to uh, twins and triplets and, and quadruplets and, and that. So And, and bless want, their hearts. Bless their hearts, big have, time. We are so blessed to have Jim and Patty, yes. Well, I don't think one child is any easier than three, but uh, <laughs> but we got through it. And you did quite well. You know, and I'm just thinking of you when you said raising one child. Now, um, my mom, you know, obviously raised me for 12 years before uh, Cassie came along. And, you know, should probably give Cassie a lot of credit, you know, because when you're 12 years older and you're a boy, you know, you just, I mean, there, <laughs> there are some things she went through, you know, I in terms imagine. of being teased and, you know, <laughs> God bless her for being a good sister and a good sport about that. <laughs> Cassie yeah. was wonderful, wasn't she? Yeah, absolutely. And she still yeah. is. You bet. Well, um, we uh, we have something here that your your mom shared with us, uh, actually, Pastor Mike, and it comes from Psalm one twenty seven, uh, verse three, uh, which tells us, "Lo, children are an inheritance, are a heritage of the Lord," and it says, "Mothers rejoice uh, in your children; you are doing God's work." And so we 
would just share that with mothers everywhere uh, this weekend as you celebrate Mother's Day because it is the Lord's work. And we just would encourage you in that and to uh, encourage you also to pray for your children, no matter how uh, young they are or old they are, because as we also talked about earlier, you never stop being a parent. That's right. No matter how old they are. And Jim and Patty would agree with that. And, uh, you know, Mike and Lori and and, uh, Doug and myself, we uh, all know that that no matter how old your children get, they're always going to, and and, uh, Bonnie as well, uh, you just, and and Mary too, uh, your children will always be your children. Well, any last thoughts? I know Jim and Patty just got back from a cruise and they're doing quite well. And, uh, any last thoughts or encouragements? Jim, we know that you are in retirement now and volunteering your life away. I understand you're keeping very busy, and we thank you for that. Volunteering is what it's all about. Do you have any encouragement for people in, volu- in retirement who would like to volunteer? We would like to hear any words from you on that. It's a terrific time in your life to give back to your community. You have the time to do it, and, uh, and, one, and a person ought to, ought to do that. Jim, you spent many years here in Stanislaw County working very hard and uh, very well known in this community, and you are giving back and continue to do so. And we just appreciate your time and efforts and all of that. Thank you. Well, you know, Elaine, as we close, you mentioned uh, Proverbs uh, thirty-one twenty-nine. Yes. Top of the yeah. program, verse 30, 31, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Amen. That's a great one. We dedicate that to mothers all over the world uh, tonight. And we just thank you for listening in wherever you happen to be. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Be sure to join us next week as Reuben Imperial Amen. is our guest on White House Life. 